Are you sure you don't want popcorn? If I eat popcorn, I'll get greasy fingers, and greasy fingers mean a slimy keyboard. Mmm, popcorn. Miss Kwan, poetry assignment? You'll get it done. Come on. Okay. So, you know that Mr. Simpson and I have been friends for a long time? Yeah, and he's been here all the time lately. I know. That's sort of what this is about. What's that supposed to mean? It means that we're more than just friends, Em. We've been dating each other. Mr. Simpson? He's my teacher! to all of Boot Degrassi, the podcast that's all about the tight satin shorts, if you ask me. <laughs> because of the roller disco? Yeah! Mm, yeah. <laughs> Love a good roller disco. <laughs> Love a good tight satin short. Wouldn't you be so upset if your friends would not let you come to the roller disco? I'd be, I'd be devastated. Yeah, I, could, I, I would feel very left worse. out. And I would, I, I would think I need to maybe think about some of my past actions. Mm-hmm. I'm Evan Goodrich. <laughs> I'm Nick Sahoya. Producer Brent Flyberg is here too. Say hi, Brent. Hi, how are you? Good. We're good. Uh, uh, Brent, you've been watching Degrassi? You've been watching some Degrassi? Oh, yeah. I watched the last two episodes. They're, dude, they're good. It's, <laughs> like, it's a good it's show. Good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Degrassi. <The> shock. <laughs> a good show, actually. Yeah. I, it's every time I'm like, wow, these, these, I mean, they don't talk like normal kids, but they are having normal kid experiences. They are fully talking like 50-year-old men puppeting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little children with like marionette strings. That's what they yeah. talk like. But the yeah. situations are pretty good. Yeah, good. Um, Evan, how are you feeling about this particular era of, of Grassy? Uh, season two is a good season. I stand yeah. by the fact that this is part of sort of the golden age of Degrassi. From yeah, maybe two, two to... Two to four, I think, is sort of a four. golden age. Okay. Maybe five. Maybe five. Um, it's been a long time since I've revisited any of these, but um, I do remember. I think it goes strongly. off the rails during five, but also the seasons get so long, I, I forget where they stop and start. I think season six is when I is when I'm like, all right, now we're in treading dangerous territory. Um, <laughs> How many seasons are there? Fourteen. 14. Oh man! <laughs> and they, you want to know something funny, Brent? What's that? You want to know something funny about seasons uh, uh, 10 through 14? They are twice as long. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yes. So every every, we've really signed up for yeah. the rest of our lives here with this mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, you're in for, for the long haul. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do Thanks. it. <laughs> yeah, depending on how invested we are in the later seasons, maybe we'll do two two-part episodes per podcast episode when we get oh, to just start blasting through them yeah that's quite a lot uh but we might have to do it that way um these were good episodes though and they were a reasonable amount of time to allocate in my day uh, i enjoyed them shall we get right into girls just want to have fun that's right season two episode three girls just want to have fun named after of course the cindy lopper song of the same name Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Lauper? Yeah. Is it Lauper? 
No, you said it right. I'm just oh, a, okay. a silly uh, oh. dad type character. Now, oh, like okay. Pronouncing words uh, thank, wrong thank on you. purpose. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. We value your contributions on this show. Hey, I'm a comedian. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> so the, the first shot of this was horrifying. It was like Michael Myers was holding popcorn and was like going up behind Emma to kill her with the popcorn. Yeah, it was very ominous. Mm -hmm. Ooh, popcorn. <laughs> yeah, she was saying it like she was a spooky ghost. Um, so yeah. she, uh, Spike comes up to Emma and confesses that uh, yeah. Snake, who was hanging out at the barbecue in the last episode, mm -hmm. they're not just friends. They are lovers. <gasps> Escandalo. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mr. Simpson, a.k.a. Archie, a.k.a. Spike's old high school flame, Snake, she and him are an item. I gotta and say, Spike and Snake still got a huge problem with it. Can't, the, can't the have names? two people. Yeah, I don't know which one is which. I always have to remind myself. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that'll be... I'm interested in how they came to those nicknames. I don't know if that's actually explored on the original show or not, but... It's what we'll they named their dildos. <laughs> they both had dildos, and they were like, my name's Spike. Mine's named Snake. <laughs> Uh, so Emma is uh, somewhat understandably horrified at this revelation. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, 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 I want to say from the jump, I did like this episode. Mm -hmm. But this uh, Archie being both um, sort of a surrogate father figure to Emma and her teacher is a, it, it goes on for a couple episodes. In the whole time, I'm just sitting there screaming, transfer her homeroom. There's a clear conflict of interest here. Even if he's the best, most honest teacher in the world, it, it will just be hanging over the class the whole time. I get that we need the drama, but it's just like, she can go to a different MI class. She could get her media immersion elsewhere. <laughs> Did you never have like a, like the, the child of a teacher like in the class with the teacher before? Have you never no. had that? No. Oh, really? I, no. Oh, I did. Oh, I I've did. Had, um, I've had kids who had a uh, parent who worked at the school, but they would, they would never be allowed to be in the class. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So big, you know, huge story, I guess. But like, so when I was in middle school, I was on um, in eighth grade. I was on uh, the yearbook staff and also on the yearbook staff was the daughter of the yearbook teacher. And but is that can... an extracurricular? Um, it's a class, but it's an extra. I mean, it's it's not an it's extra like an elective it's a class. or whatever. It's yeah. an elective class. Um, yeah, like taking art or whatever. Um, I guess because I don't think of that as actual education and more like, hey, kids, well, she, learn how she to. She was also book. in her English class. <laughs> this was also an English teacher, and she okay, was in her well, class. Well, that I have also. a problem with. <laughs> um. Yeah. Why I, would that be allowed? There's other I, English teachers. I think I remember even at the time being like, this seems like a conflict of interest, but um, no, uh, well, who am I to say? Um, although I will, like, you know, she sort of had to, like, this teacher, uh, Miss, Miss, well, I don't know if I should say her name. Um, say it backwards. Miss Ma'am. Uh, Miss. Oh, Ma'am? Uh, <laughs> Ver. I, I can't, I can't do this. Um, my brain okay. doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm glad you tried. Um, <laughs> Miss Sverry? I, I don't I don't know what it would be backwards. Miss Sverry. Miss Ver. Um <laughs> she uh she I think she like at the like the first day she was like, I won't be giving preferential treatment to my daughter, even if she's in the class. And it's like, we all know you're giving preferential treatment to your daughter, but um, okay. Sure. Sure, Jan. 
Um, this is like this is a very funny like Key and Peel sketch that I can imagine where <laughs> she <laughs> the teacher like goes up and is like slipping her notes and like giving her like candy. <laughs> which one's Key and which one would be Peel in this situation? I think you know I think Peel is the the student. I think that would be funny. Yeah. But maybe I'm just thinking that because Keegan's always playing the teacher in the in the AA run sketch. I could see it. No, I know. I no, I see Peel as um as the daughter in this situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, then we're on the same page for this yeah. imaginary yeah. Keegan Peel sketch. <laughs> okay, so it's school. Okay, so we have to lay this out. So the setup for this episode is that Degrassi is holding two dances, um, mm-hmm. and one of these dances is for the quote unquote junior classes, and that dance. It's held at 2.30 p.m. in the cafeteria with Mr. Simpson hosting and DJing. And it sounds so this awful. Is like the, yeah, it does sound awful. And when we see it, it is awful. Yeah. So this is the would-be middle schoolers, right? Okay. No. Here's Okay. I'm so confused. Because <laughs> it's like, then there's another dance, which is the quote-unquote senior dance. And that's at 7 in the gym and is hosted by actual DJs, um, Mad Dog and Bro- Billy. Yeah, from 92.2, <laughs> the fucking yeah, the maple syrup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I don't that understand. That was a horrible riff. I could think of a better fake Canadian radio station. If Give it me comes a to you, if it comes to you, just just blurt it out. If it um, comes to you, believe me, I will interrupt just, whatever you're saying. Please, de- please derail my train of thought with this. Um, okay, so I'm so confused. Because what is this show's definition of juniors and seniors? Because um, it's like the junior classes are the eighth graders. In this, in this situation, how it plays out, the juniors are the eighth graders, and they have to go to the junior dance, but then the ninth graders go to the senior dance. And... But is it with the ninth through twelfth graders, and they're just the youngest class that gets to go to the senior the older classes dance. I think that's know, what it is. I'm maybe I don't know. I mean, again, we we don't have any characters who are upperclassmen, so it's like we don't know. So... But we do see at the junior dance, Kendra and wait, is Kendra in this episode or is she in the next episode? This is the next episode. Okay, I'm pretty sure she was at the dance though. <laughs> She's oh, a I seventh think... grader. Um, I yeah, don't think I she guess, actually is. <laughs> I guess your interpretation makes sense is that one is like a middle school dance and then one is a high school dance that's what i I think it is because this is a middle school and a high school that have been sandwiched together okay thank you for okay that actually makes sense um because i was so confused i was like (laughs) what are they talking about um but that makes sense okay i'm yeah that makes sense to me and i'm so glad you guys were also confused by that because i was Mm. like kind of watching as i was doing something else and i was like what is junior i thought they were all in like grade eight or grade set i was so confused yeah because because junior and senior mean very specific things mm-hmm. like a junior is a mm. 11th grader and a yeah. senior is a 12th grader so a grade 11 canadian me, yeah a grade, a grade 11. 11 yes yes they got a you. whole the, different system the canadian parlance down <laughs> uh <laughs> okay so at this dance there is a break break dancing competition that will be held, judged by the local radio station. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah. wanted to look up if yeah. these are real Toronto DJs because no. I think no, I think it's like fifty fifty if they're real DJs. Oh, I we really should have looked it up. Actually, I should have. I guess one of us should. Have I don't know it up. their names. Uh, Mad Dog and Billy. Okay, I'm gonna look um, up Mad Dog and Billy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a break dancing competition that's going to be held at the senior quote-unquote senior dance and spinner and jimmy decide to enter and here is where we also get our first marco del rossi cameo where he shows off some slick moves which is basically just him doing the worm he's just doing the worm but we're all 
we're all supposed to be impressed by this, I guess. And um, it's enough to intimidate Jimmy and Spinner. I have a lot to say about this. First of all, very weird to introduce what will become one of the main characters of the show by seeing him about, uh, what, 100 yards away, like, doing a little dance, saying yeah. no lines. Yeah. Never no, says has, any lines the whole yeah, episode. Has, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know there were more episodes, you would just be like, that's a background actor. Second of all, and I never really thought about this before, but all these kids who were breakdancing in middle school, they were doing it on the fucking school linoleum, which is so disgusting. Little kids' yeah. shoes walking on that all day. Yeah. Little kids don't wipe their feet. And these, and I know I did a little breakdancing in middle school. <laughs> did you really? I tried because uh, a couple of my good friends were in the breakdancing club, and I I thought it looked fun, so I would try it, but I did not have the upper body strength. It's mostly just lifting up your entire body with your arms, and I couldn't Mm. do that. So, um, But I know for a fact, I know what I was like when I was a little kid. There's no way after putting my hands on that gross linoleum, (laughs) I got up and washed my hands. I just walked home and probably wiped my face. Kids are disgusting. It's, It's gnarly. I, I'm anti-breakdancing. Put some cardboard down first. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like a professional. Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you're busking on the street, <laughs> you're smart enough to yeah. bring cardboard yeah. to do your breakdancing on. Yeah. So learn from the best kids. <laughs> Thank you. I learned something today. Yeah. I know what to say. All I'm saying is breakdancing called, uh, breakdancing caused COVID. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Somebody breakdanced on some COVID, and then they wiped their face. In, in, in the lab, in the Wuhan lab, someone was breakdancing. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to proliferate that information, but okay, sure. Okay, so Emma confides in Manny the whole her mom, Mr. Simpson affair, and Manny like tries to reassure her that it isn't so weird. And then after class, Mr. Simpson checks in with Emma to gauge how cool she is with the whole situation. And uh, it's clear that she's not cool with it at all, but what, she tells him it's fine. Um, it's clearly not fine. And then immediately after, she and Manny run into Craig and Sean, and Emma gets hard eye emoji over Craig. And then Manny tells her that Craig is clearly interested in her. Mm-hmm. Because she this... doesn't have any self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> she can't imagine that Craig would no, like her. I th- no, I mean, she's just like, I mean, you know. You know, she just like no. I don't mean it as to... an insult. I don't mean it as a way to degrade her character. I mean it as a way to compliment her character because even though she gets it through validation th- from a man, which I'm not super cool with, she does realize that she can be the main character in this episode after being the sidekick for a whole season. So I li- I like this episode for that reason. For Emma or for Manny? For Manny. Oh, okay. We'll get to because she's always playing second fiddle to Emma, and well, this episode yeah. is such a rejection of that. It's a radical reinterpretation of the dynamic. It's a paradigm but, shift, man. Uh, I think this scene is kind of, I, I, it's, it's fine, but I think it's weird how Emma and Sean are in the same room together, in the same hallway together, and they act like they have zero history together. It's very weird. Yeah, I can't remember their interaction too well, but I, maybe they're just They don't just say at, anything. They say nothing to each other, and they don't act, because Craig and Sean are, like, friends at this point. Right. And... Emma and Manny are just like in front of them and Sean like even says a line like Sean has lines and he just like walks away and Emma no one reacts to this as there's been any history. I mean if my crush was like talking to someone hot I might like or wait let me say that the other way if my crush (laughs) was talking to someone I didn't like I would go up and I would ingratiate myself you know 
I might just hmm. sort of try and sidestep and like push the person I didn't like out of the way. I don't know. I feel like it's it would be like Emma's in Emma's character to be like, oh, I don't want to associate with Sean at all. And if Craig's talking to Sean, I don't want to be near any of that. That's true. But yeah, the, it is kind of his one friend in the school that we know of so far. So mm-hmm. you would think she would want more distance there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but she likes Craig. So whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's just it was just weird. I was like, that struck me as odd. Um, So taking Paige's advice to go solo, Jimmy tries to let Spinner down easy and suggests that he just handle the music and let Jimmy do the dancing. Uh. <laughs> To which Spinner accuses Jimmy of engaging in anti-white racism. So because, funny. Because white people don't have rhythm. Spin, you... You move like a wounded polar bear, buddy. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I can't dance because I'm white. What? That, that's not what I'm saying. Yes, it is. Polar bears are white, I'm white, and you're racist. What are you talking... Okay. I'm not saying you can't dance because you're white. I'm saying you can't dance because you suck. Look, I am pretty hard on the character of Spinner and the acting of Shane Kippel. Um, This episode, he was a delight. He so so perfectly played this white doofus character, and I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, he's so good at being, he's, the character is a meathead, and he's so good at playing a meathead. Everyone is so much better this season, like, Spinner's better, Toby's better. I think it just better writing is elevating these characters I had issues mm-hmm. with. Yeah, I think they just need, you know, I think it takes time to sort of get the feel for a character. And just, you know, obviously these are very young performers, and here they are just a year, another year older, another year wiser, you know. Um, thankfully, this moment is not taken seriously. I forgot how this plot went, and so when they brought, he brought up, like, the anti- white racism oh did you think it was gonna be the i was like are we gonna have a teaching moment about about like racism and why like white people can't experience racism which in some ways would be uh sort of prescient but i was like oh god i know but at the time it would probably be a very special episode about how to not be racist towards your white friends based on some of the writing on the show uh well luckily this moment is not taken seriously at all and it's just another example of spinner being like a dunce um which is great we love we love those moments Um, he's pretty funny this episode i gotta say yeah so he and spinner jimmy and spinner they decide to go solo um can't wait to see how this turns out mike opera glasses on yes yes of course we all we know the meme what do you remember though um there was a heather sinclair mention in Mm -hmm. the scene before we forgot to we forgot to bring it up Mm -hmm. uh heather sinclair's grade three sock hop (laughs) what do we think that was (laughs) uh sounds like a blast do you think it was at her house or did they like run out of gymnasium it's her Uh, sock hop it's not like a school event i mean she's i'm sure she's rich and has like a house for a grade three sock hop yeah is that the beginning of the grade three school year is that as yeah yeah it's like third grade yeah um are um, we compiling a list of the facts we know about heather sinclair i'm it might already we should we should be yeah it, it probably already exists i'll look and see if it does if it doesn't then we'll start our own but there should be a chart of everything we know about heather sinclair so we can the... really piece it together and know what this person is like all of Heather Sin- the Heather Sinclair lore. That's what we need. We know from the previous episode that she has a leg. We saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has a nose. 
job. She does have a nose because it had a job done to it. <laughs> we know some things about her. Could she have arms? Not sure. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out one day. Just More confirming, clues. <laughs> confirming her body parts one at a time. Um, um, and also to go back a little bit, can we talk about the fun 80s fashions? Because there's... Most of the good 80s fashions, yet. I know most of the good 80s fashions are at the second dance, but JT and Toby do have a cute um, 80s Miami Vice moment and these yeah. little colored blazers. Yeah, um, I was about, actually just about to bring up the dance. So yeah, yeah the junior, the quote unquote junior dance, um, which is incredibly lame. Um, we, see, uh, we see Toby and JT attending uh, in their blazers, looking pretty fly, if you ask me. They look so, this is fun. It's fun. This is good JT and Toby. I like it. Uh, Liberty is also getting her life and looking cunt. <laughs> Liberty looked good. Yeah. Everyone looked very fun. Everyone was having a good time. Yeah, except Emma. She hates it. She didn't want to do it, but once she, she decided to go 80s, she did it the best. I'll just say oh, it right we'll now. Go, yeah. Uh, yeah, Emma hates this, hates this dance, and mostly because she's embarrassed by Mr. Simpson's DJ set. Uh, and so she and Manny bounce. It's. I think it's a credit to the actor that Archie could very easily be totally hateable because he is like this stepdad character. And spoiler alert, he he's in the show for a long time and he doesn't always make the best decisions. But you kind of mm-hmm. like him the whole time because he's just a a lovable dork. Yeah, Stefan. I still don't know how to. Pre- I think it's Stefan. I think it's Stefan. Let's Brogren. go with Stefan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stefan Brogren's yeah. really good in this role, and he's. Yeah, I mean, he's sort of. I mean, he becomes, uh, you know, the face of Degrassi, really. He's the one who stays the longest of any cast member. And, you know, he just brings a lot of the, the heart and soul to this show. And he's always has that, you know, sort of affable goofball energy. Yeah, he was good. And I, uh, the peak, like, wow, you're a dork cringe moment was him playing his own music for yeah. <laughs> a middle school audience. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I, I be putting myself in Emma's shoes, I'm like, oh, that is, like... That's pretty Grade A cringe. Yeah. That's like top shelf. <laughs> so she goes home with Manny, but then she finds out that her mom has bailed on their girls' night and instead is going out with Mr. Simpson to an Elvis Costello concert. I mean, Elvis Costello's that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you like Elvis you like Elvis Costello? It's not even that I know his discography that well. It's just I have a enough of a respect for him that I'm like, hey, Emma, calm down. He's a very famous man. Like, mm, this is right. pretty cool for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually listening to Elvis Costello like, since watching this episode. And I was like, you know what? Good stuff. I'd also abandon my daughter for this. Yeah, I would leave yeah. her forever. <laughs> yeah, just leave some pizza money. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, so Emma, yeah, Emma's pissed at her for aban- abandoning her. Yeah. And so instead, she decides to crash the senior dance with Manny. And then they get decked out in some pretty great 80s fits. Yeah, is Manny, like, um, Emma is obviously doing Cindy Lauper, as we mm-hmm. discussed. Mm-hmm. But is, um, is Manny doing, like, Molly Ringwald? Is that what was okay, going on? I was wondering if you knew who she was supposed to be. You didn't think that was Molly Ringwald? I guess. Now that you, Brent, I, what, I didn't know, but now Brent that you shaking it, his head. What do you say? I honestly, I thought she was like a golden girl or something. <laughs> I could not figure out. She looked like an old lady. I That's couldn't figure funny. it out. I think Wasn't she like, wearing a red wig? Am I crazy? She is wearing like a strawberry blonde looking yeah, wig. Um, so. That's like Molly Ringwald, like 
pretty in pink, right? Because she had like kind be. of did she, dowdy clothes. But did she that, wear? Was that like? Did she wear that outfit in Pretty in Pink? I haven't seen Pretty in Pink in a long time. So. She wore. I mean, she wore some pretty frumpy stuff. In, I think in it's pretty. pretty Frank. I think it's pretty fierce. This outfit, though. Oh no, that's the thing. Is she was working from a position of not having money, but she was still able to look mm, fierce. Right. Know? Okay. That's kind of Pretty in Pink's uh, whole vibe. Yeah. Did you know that um, Pretty in Pink is about class? Did you know I wasn't, that? I wasn't class conscious yet. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's about class. <laughs> I, yep. I got to rewatch Pretty in Pink now. I I'm, pretty doing, good movie. I d- I'm doing a, a Google image search of Molly Ringwald Pretty in Pink. I'm not seeing a lot. I, there's one picture where she's wearing a hat. It doesn't. Actually, I think she's the, like okay. Blossom. Blossom wore hats, right? There's some hats. There's some hats. I, I take it back. Okay. It, is Pretty in Pink, Pretty in Pink, is, is that a John Hughes movie? Mm-hmm. Or not? Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. And Ducky yeah. was Rob. <laughs> That's right. Yep. That's right, Ducky. Um, yeah, where did uh, I do wonder where Manny got that wig from? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, Spike's a fun mom. I bet she's just got a box yeah, of wigs. She's got wigs. <laughs> and she goes <laughs> she got... on to do hair, does she not? Did I make that up? She does. She does. I think that's what she already does. Is so she probably like styles wigs for people in her spare right. time. That makes and sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um so Manny teases Emma about how she's going to get to see Craig tonight. And then we cut to Craig getting ready to go out dressed as Sid Vicious, which is a fun look, but also Joey's not 80s. never heard of him. It's not Early 80s. 80s. Sid, Sid Vicious died in 79. Oh, really? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his, literally his not influence. <laughs> That's true. His legacy goes on, yeah. but uh, still, they were I'm still like... releasing B sides and like old <laughs> recordings in '81. So <laughs> I think it counts. My thing is, I don't understand how Joey has never heard of Sid Vicious. Right? This is That's... not an obscure rock star. Yeah, he's like who? Mick Jagger. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I know we're supposed to paint like Joey is like. Like a a dweeb in the eighties, but still, it's like you know, I think it's su- I think it's supposed to paint Craig as like a music aficionado, right? That this he is knows the first... more than the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first taste of like Craig's interest in music, which and really obviously his sick. interest in Lou and uh, not in Lou Reed, and uh, his interest in Sid Vicious leads him to uh, start a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know they were gonna start a ska band, Brent? <laughs> no, but that does track. That you want to know something that's fine? Yeah. Did you know Drake's in the ska band? <laughs> that's this is You're dropping oh. such hardcore spoilers now. Yeah. Oh. Retroactive I'm spoilers. Already, this, this episode features so many good Drake moments already <laughs> that I'm sure you guys will get there. I don't want to step on your toes, but oh, you know, we'll he's get there. the way yeah, he let's dresses. Yeah, let's wrap up this episode so oh, we could phenomenal. talk about all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. D- uh, Craig... He looks good, but he did not do the assignment. Misses the mark for me. This no. Time. Yeah, he went to... He did not... Yeah. yeah. I, Joey, a, uh, I just wrote down Joey's hat is Annabelle. <laughs> what does that mean? I just think it's there when a lot of stuff goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think it's cursed? You think it's a yeah. haunted object? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there's, there's evil imbued in it. Yeah, I know I just went on a tirade about fucking ghost hunters and how bullshit they are, but I do think Joey's hat is Annabelle. Um, Joey's hat is, uh, does not work with this outfit. I don't know no, why. No, it doesn't. I, yeah, I don't know why he's doing this, but, uh, Craig takes the hat. Um, yeah. but Joey asks Craig if he's gonna see anyone special tonight, 
and Craig hints at a crush on a girl who can't come. Ooh, the intrigue. Um, and then when Emma and Manny show up to crash the dance, they get Craig to help them sneak in. So let's talk. I want to talk about outfits. the sneaking in. Is what I oh, want to talk about. You want to talk about the sneaking in? I was going to talk about the outfits. This is the well. We'll talk about the outfits. No, let's talk about the sneak. We'll talk about the sneaking in. Let's talk about the sneaking in. Uh, first of all, this is exactly how a horror movie would start <laughs> because yeah. they're breaking rules. You know, they're going out when they shouldn't be, and then Craig fucking lets them in through some weird fucking freddy krueger boiler i know room. boiler yeah right <laughs> and then when they finally open like the meat locker door or whatever they come out and they're in a like janitor's closet with a window okay very strange and then radish comes in and they have to hide and it's exactly the scene from jurassic park when the kids are hiding from the raptors in the kitchen <laughs> because Rad- radish comes in and he's like sniffing and he like if, he, if his nose was up against <laughs> he can the glass smell children like the raptors. <laughs> it really it was a series of horror homages yeah in my the whole mind. sequence <laughs> is like very much filmed and staged like a horror scene which yeah. is odd because it's it's not that it's like it's like a minute long no it's supposed to be fun we're supposed yeah, to be having yeah, a fun it's like, time it's like ooh antics um <laughs> but it was very scary yeah uh let's talk about these outfits so we see Paige dressed as madonna um, yeah she looks good and hazel is tina turner right i guess i i will admit i paid a little less attention to the other 80s outfits just because um so much attention was deservedly put on uh manny and emma this episode yeah, what, they, they, I mean, they, yeah. What was, was Terry, was, she, was Terry okay. there? Terry was there. I have no idea what she was supposed yeah, to be. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to pull up a picture. Um, you I, talk about the other outfits, because I, I want to see well, this Terry look real Yeah, quick. I mean, that's, that's really it. Is, yeah, so we see Paige's Madonna. It's a pretty, like, you know, to a T early Madonna. Um, then Hazel is, I'm pretty sure it's Tina Turner. Um, and then we see Ashley and Terry make an appearance. And Ashley tries once again to get back in Paige's good graces, and she is once again rebuffed. Um, I don't know what Ashley's wearing. She just looks like, I guess, like 80s goth, but it's not like a specific character. Um, well, foreshadowing. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is weird, though, because it's like, I don't know, when I think of like an 80s themed dance, I think more of just like dressing in the fashion of the 80s instead of actually like cosplaying as real figures from the 80s. But yeah, kind of, actually, everyone came with a very specific. Yeah, character. Like they're, yeah, they're a character. Yeah, exactly. Which, like it's a like, drag brunch and they all right, have to do a number. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I don't know. It's a fun choice. I like it. And we got to uh, talk about. Point, sorry to interrupt, but at no, some point I was watching and I thought, oh, is she is she doing kind of a goth thing? I don't remember if it was this episode or the next one. And just now when you said something about her being goth. You remember you asking me which of these characters will be goth in the future? Oh my god, dude, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It crazy? all comes back to that yeah, episode I when I told you that. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. To episode um, um, two? Who knows? Go back and listen. Seven? <laughs> it's one of them. Uh, I, yeah, I have no idea who the hell Terry is supposed to be. She's wearing a wig, though. Let's talk about Drake... Okay, channeling another so, musical so, icon yeah we see this is the big reveal inappropriate relationships with children okay. um, um so we see jimmy dressed as the one and only michael jackson uh and the look is good 
Oh, it's a it's a serve, and it's elevated yeah. because it's like uh, it's spangled. <laughs> it's yeah, got, like sequins underneath. Which yeah, that, and the glove is stoned. Yeah, stone and if you're glove. doing this is actually really good drag technique. If you're doing a recreation of the look, it's never going to look as expensive. So just make it look draggier. So like add mm-hmm. sequins, add stones where there wasn't in the original look. So I think he got the assignment, and he should at least be safe this week. <laughs> Who do you think won this challenge this week? Oh, Emma, for sure. Okay. And you know, she had, she would go on the runway and she would tell the pro- personal story about how this... Her mom was... About her mom, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. no, she would, she would totally, like, yeah. She would yeah, she it. would cry on the runway and she would win. <laughs> um, so, Jimmy, dressed as Michael Jackson, sabotages Spinner by switching out the CDs in his boombox. Which seems which... like a really quick fix. Well, it also seems like really unnecessary sabotage. Like you already know Spinner can't dance. Oh yeah. So like why like why are you playing dirty? I don't know. <laughs> very unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, very unnecessary. Um but then Spinner sabotages Jimmy right back when he steals his clothes for breakdancing because he can't breakdance in these in these Michael Jackson clothes. It won't do. Well, they're too tight and too I tight. do agree. But the thing is, I'm actually watching this exact scene right now as I was looking for um the Terry thing. Oh, she's but there, yeah. he's he's doing moonwalks and Michael Jackson moves that don't involve like bending at the waist or like dipping down low. Like he could have maybe just adjusted the routine a little bit. I guess, but would it be breakdancing then? I don't know. I mean, none of this really is breakdancing. I don't think anyone knows what breakdancing is. No, I, think, I don't think so. I think no one was going to beat Marco because at least he's getting on the floor and doing breakdancing type moves. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it at yeah, least but, resembles breakdancing. Right, yeah. I, none of this is breakdancing, but uh, Jimmy does accidentally uh, rip his pants when he bends down because they were just too damn tight. Uh, and so he's a laughing stock. Do you think I don't know. He's... <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I think he's probably still cool and popular. Uh, do you think Drake was actually doing the moonwalk? <laughs> yeah, was it? Do you think it? Do we have a theory? I'm so glad you uh, asked. They didn't. Well, okay, so the camera, it does it not up. show Drake's face. Yep. It shows his yes. feet when he's moonwalking. It shows walking. his feet, but not. it's not a wide shot. It's tight on the feet, yeah. which makes yeah. me think it can't be him. Because if he were really doing it, wouldn't they, they showcase had that? It. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. 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 I think... I mean, no, no, guys. He's actually doing all these other dances. He can moonwalk. Well, but that's not. You can do other dances. And <laughs> you not would get walk. a. You would get a body double and put him in the entire Drake outfit just for one two well, second entire, insert it's shot. It's not the entire Drake outfit. It's just it, the shoes. Oh my god, you guys are fucking yeah, insane. It's just no, loafers. it's absolutely Drake. Drake. Moonwalking Aubrey, is not that hard. If you're listening, he's doing way harder I, I moves can you, in the can same you routine. No, can you I cannot, but I can't do a bunch of the shit that's in this episode. <laughs> he can dance. Brett, can he's you a fucking moonwalk? musician. I can't, he's a performer. No. I can't moonwalk either. But then you're again, not we're all fucking entertainer. So I'm sorry rhythm, about so. it. <laughs> there was a minute there where I thought I could moonwalk. Who knows if I really could, but I did think I could. But I think it's I, I think it's hard to make it look good on camera, and I think mm-hmm. that's why they might have had. I, my guess is it's just someone else in the cast who was like, yeah. "Oh, I can moonwalk. I can I can moonwalk." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and they were like "Oh, yeah, that looks really <laughs> yeah, good." It's yeah. Mar- yeah, yeah, it's just exactly. Mar- <laughs> it's just exactly. It's just Adamo Ruggiero. He's back there. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm. I, I don't think know. you're I'm insane. A, a... There's no way they could have shown his feet doing the moonwalk and also shown his face. What is that shot? Are they going to turn it sideways and shoot a fucking landscape? Just a little <laughs> They wider. could just do a wide shot. <laughs> no. A wide shot. He did it. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I'm a truther on this. I um, know you are because there's no evidence. <laughs> um, well, 
<laughs> moving on uh we're not gonna agree on this um no. so next it's spinner's <laughs> turn but when they play his cd it's like bossa nova elevator music is is that how you describe yeah, it yeah and what i would do yeah. is i would walk up there and i would say hey play literally anything else you are radio djs yeah yeah just, just give play me, music yeah, give me that a, is give dance me a music. yes give me a beat <laughs> But instead, he just stands there, dumbstruck, and uh, I don't I, like he's out. I and guess, I'm also confused. Like he thought he was, he thought he was going to win the breakdancing competition by picking the best song. Yeah, it's not a yeah, DJ about, competition. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't gonna win anyway because he has no rhythm. But oh well, he tried. Um. So <laughs> then after the dance, we find out that they both predictably lost to Marco and his worm. Yeah. Marco was and always so, gonna win. Queer yeah. excellence. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. <laughs> And Marco walks away with hockey tickets and several girls on his arm, which yeah. is funny. Two things he does not need. Two things he has no interest in. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun subplot, though. I really enjoyed the subplot. Yeah, just, it was pretty it's fun. It's just goofy. It's just goofy and low stakes. I like um, a nice low stakes uh, thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anytime, like, Spinner and Jimmy are, like, having, like, a, like a, some silly rivalry, I always think that's kind of funny. Makes for good comedy. Um... um but getting back to our uh, main plot, so Craig approaches Emma and Manny. They've snuck in. They've they've made it through the horror, the horror film era, <laughs> um, and so they're it's a slow song. And then, to the surprise of everyone, Craig asks Manny to a dance instead of Emma. <gasps> <gasps> okay, to her credit, Emma takes this like a champ. Oh yeah, she's cool about it. Yeah, and um. You can tell know, she's like, dying on the inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, she's very upset. But uh, you she know, actually she, nailed the acting of it because there was she managed to portray that she was like trying to be happy good. for your friend, but also you know you're clearly devastated. Yeah, um, some subtle um acting work here. Well done. Yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Mary. What's McDonald. her name? Mary McDonald. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Like I feel like you could look at this twist um as coming out of nowhere because like Manny and Craig have like barely interacted at this point. But I just think, like, it captures how crushes work, especially yeah. at that age, where it's, like, you don't, like, like, you're not, like, it's not, like, <laughs> when people have crushes on each other, it's, like, oh, we've, like, had this character development and our relationship has deepened over time and now I'm going to, you know, uh, ask you to dance or whatever. It's, like, a lot of times it's, just like, crushes like that are just, like, based on vibes. You're just, like, oh, so. this girl's pretty and, like, what's, what's her deal? And you want to know more. And I feel, like, with Emma and Craig, I feel, like, maybe his relationship with her is a bit more fraternal than romantic. It's because... so, it's so like in inherently linked to family because of mm-hmm. the, the Angela thing. Yeah, exactly. Their connection through family. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it winds up being a bit more fraternal than it is like explicitly like romantic. And so I think that's how he views Emma um, to her disappointment. Um, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Cause you know, obviously Manny was interested in Craig too. And you know, here we see sort of another potential fissure in the Manny Emma friendship. All I gotta say is Manny's one of my favorite characters. Craig is one of my favorite characters. Uh can't wait to see this journey they go on. <laughs> it was also like subtly foreshadowed by the camera work and the blocking. Cause if you see that scene, oh. like whenever like Craig is looking across the dance floor and you know they cut from him and then it cuts to Emma and Manny dancing. But Emma's back is facing him manny's face oh he, he sees you're manny's right face. wow and so it's like again as a you know a viewer you probably aren't like oh he's interested in manny instead but it's like you know upon oh. a you're like oh 
Oh, you know. you know what's weird? I'm just checking the IMDb on this episode, and Stanley Kubrick directed this one. So I think that's why that <laughs> scene was so good. <laughs> oh, good job, Stanley. From the, he came back from the dead just to, just to do one episode of Degrassi. I think it's like the Sid Vicious thing where he had recorded this episode before he died, and they, they were sitting there for a while. This is, it was this and AI. These yeah. are the two things that he was like, I have to His get last these two done. Words. <laughs> This is my swan song. <laughs> um, oh. it's, yeah, Emma and Craig, they really are just one of those ships that never were. Like, they never, I guess, spoiler alert, but they never get together in the history of the show. No. Which is interesting, because they were kind of teased at this point. Um, my hot take is that the best Manny ship is Manny and JT. <laughs> I would have liked to fan it up together. Hmm. Let's talk about spoiling. dropping spoilers all over the place. W- she walks home, and I want to talk about this. She moment. walks home. Yeah. So and Emma... there's there's a funny moment where she's like rounded the corner. She's on her block. She's like almost to her house, and mm-hmm. o- ominous music starts playing. At the exact moment, a man is getting out of his car, like a background actor is getting oh, out of his car. Did you think this is gonna like go somewhere? I was like, oh no, what <laughs> is that man gonna do to Emma? Oh no. Turns out, mom's just kissing teacher. Oops. Equally scary. Yeah. Yeah, they're swapping. So yeah, uh, Emma's mom Spike is swapping spit with Mr. Simpson, or as Emma refers to it, tonsil hockey, because Canada, I guess. Maybe that's the most Canadian moment right there. Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, 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 Canada. There you go, tonsil hockey. Um, so Emma and her mom they get into an argument over her going out without permission. Which is really a fight about her mom dating Mr. Simpson, which is really actually about Emma's feelings of abandonment. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will commend Emma because in this sort of like um, redemption scene between uh, mother and daughter at the end, Mm -hmm. Emma does. She's the one who volunteers that I'm conflating these two emotional (laughs) things into one thing. Like Mm -hmm. she was the one who was like, I'm mad about being rejected by you and Manny, even though I know realistically I'm not being rejected by either of you. That was pretty smart of her. Yeah, I th- I actually really love this scene because it's like, obviously Emma's behavior is like pretty juvenile. It's pretty adolescent, but you know, she is literally an adolescent. Um, But like, it stems from a place of feeling legitimately jilted by Craig and by Manny and now by her mom and how she feels like, you know, she is not important to the people in her life anymore. And, um, I don't know, I just think that's a very, you know, that's a very real human emotion. And Spike reassures Emma that she's the most important person in her life still, regardless of her relationship with Snake, or Mr. Simpson. Um, And so then we end on this note of, like, very heartwarming reconciliation. And it's very nice. Well, that was a fun one. This episode's great. Yeah, This episode's great. I love it. But, importantly, does it go there? No. It does not. I agree. That's okay. We have a quorum. It does not go there. Um, (laughs) But fun episode. Go watch it in your spare time. Let's go ahead and take a little break, and then we will get into episode four of season two. Season two, episode four. Season two, episode four. Karma Chameleon, named after the Culture Club song of the same name. So we're 
we're back in the saddle with Ashley. <laughs> Are you excited? Yay. We love Ashley. Um, okay, so for like the last few episodes of this season, Ashley has been popping up like a jump scare anytime <laughs> Paige is on screen. <laughs> and that's how this episode opens. There's um, a scene where Paige is like brushing her teeth and she closes the medicine cabinet <laughs> mirror and Ashley's, Ashley's standing behind right her. Behind her and she's yeah. like, hey, Paige. <laughs> we should make really up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you floss? Um, flossing's really important. Um, and yeah, so Paige is uh, planning a retro roller skating party with tight satin shorts. And Ashley eavesdrops and is like, hey, that sounds like fun. Can I come? Is she renting out like a roller rink or are they doing this out in the streets? I feel like they're probably going to a roller rink. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing you do. Yeah. When you're, when you're a kid. Um, so yeah, Ashley's trying to include herself, but she's once again rejected. And she's just like absolutely roasted by Paige for her ecstasy-fueled spiral last year. <laughs> um, and all this is because Ashley called Paige a hag while rolling, which, like, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, I'm like, is that a big a deal? I mean, Paige, I think, is being a little opportunistic. By mm -hmm. I think she knows she has this over uh, Ashley, and it got so blown out of proportion. She's right. not going to minimize it because it benefits her. Yeah, exactly. She's the queen bee now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas like before, you know, Ashley, she, you know, her and Ashley sort of like fought for power over Degrassi. Which is um, hilarious that Ashley ever thought she had a chance. Now, it's also like, at this point, Ashley has displayed like very little contrition for last year. So it's like, I don't know. I don't really blame Paige for holding it against her, I suppose. But, um, Ashley is determined to get her friends back, which is also weird since she and Paige never really seemed like great friends, but... <laughs> okay fine. i wrote down at the beginning of this episode when ashley and terry walked up to the cool girls i was like if i was terry i would fucking jettison this girl so fucking fast she is dragging you down terry you gotta get out of there <laughs> and then well we'll see what well, happens <laughs> we'll see what happens um so ashley finally gives Paige what appears to seem be like a sincere apology and Paige. To her credit, seems willing to accept it. Yeah, it seems to hit her for a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, in this same scene, we get our uh first time meeting Degrassi's resident goth, Ellie Nash. Yes, Ellie. Yes! We love now Ellie. We're getting into we the love good you, shit. Ellie. Well, we love about two thirds of Ellie, and then she starts fucking that. Well, guy. I mean, that's just been <laughs> the whole show, you know. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> Ellie's fault. Uh, that's not her fault. That's yeah. Um. That's a systemic issue. Um, I love this introduction. She just gives like the snark that we know Ellie mm -hmm. for, and uh, her hair is insane. This is and one I of her. It. Her hair changes a lot. This is one of her best do's that she mm -hmm. does. I like it. It's like she looks like she's in the Matrix. <laughs> yes, she looks like she's at a goth rave. Yes, you know. <laughs> If you pause um. <laughs> that first rave scene where Rob Zombie is playing in Matrix 1, you can see Ellie back there doing a little dance. <laughs> uh, so later that day, Ashley, the Ashley Kerwin apology tour continues when she apologizes to Jimmy for humiliating him. And then the two of them express how much they've missed each other. And it seems like, I don't know, is there still like a spark here? Yeah, can, and I'm obviously not rooting for them to get together. <laughs> but I did like this scene. I thought it was well done. But I think we skipped over something pretty important. Introduction of another character. Miss, Miss Hatsalakos, which is Miss a great Hatsalakos. name. She sounds like a Greek Bond girl. Um, 
I love Miss Hatsalakos, and we really don't get to know much of what she's about in this episode, but we what met Marco we, we met Marco at the end of a hallway wearing something he would never wear. So I think this is just how Degrassi likes to introduce his characters. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's just a teacher at this point. They're just like, we needed science scenes here, throwing this hot lady. More like chemistry. <laughs> um, hey hey brimp resident um heterosexual mm-hmm. you think this you think this teacher was hot yeah <laughs> okay but in like uh like uh yeah if I, I i was watching and i was like oh if i were in middle school and that were my teacher awooga. yeah 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 were you okay. ever hot for a teacher I've only had one hot teacher my whole life. You know what his name was? I'm not joking. Archie. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Only time I've ever had a cute teacher, and it was in a poetry class that I got assigned my first semester at UW because my advisor was just like, oh, you're a writer? Take a poetry class. Turns out I fucking hate poetry and I'm terrible at it. So I had to just read horrible poems in front of this beautiful <laughs> man for an entire quarter. And a couple times we like met at a coffee shop he did this with everyone, not just me. He wasn't being a creep. Um, <laughs> his office hours were at a coffee shop, like, right by the school. So oh, okay. we had a couple of coffee dates, and the whole time I was just like... Ah. <laughs> was he gay? No, he I gay think he was yet? talking about getting married to a woman. But it, it was adorable because it was, like, his second university class that he had ever taught. So it was just like, oh, you're in little... Oh, he was, like, nervous. Thing. Aww. He wasn't, he was like pretty confident, but it was just like mm. you could tell he was still figuring out what he was doing. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. adorable. Aww. So, anyway, Archie, call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, in our subplot, uh, Toby is a weeaboo and everyone dunks on him <laughs> yes. for it. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't think Zoomers or today's youth can comprehend this considering how mainstream anime is these days. But there was a time when liking anime made you a total weirdo. Yeah, and, if it wasn't and, Pokemon and a complete or outcast. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, even no, even those you were like still like, oh, you're a geek and a loser and a nerd. Um, and I, as someone who was an anime fan back in this, you know, the dark ages, um, uh, yeah, this this hit home for me. Um, Zoomers, they just don't know how good they've got it these days. Now you can like Naruto and like it's just like normal. Yeah, at this time, if you were, I don't know what it was like in Canada, but if you were in America and you wanted to watch anime, you could choose between four anime that Adult Swim had pre-chosen and Mm -hmm. had the license to. Yeah. And they would air them, you know, five nights a week. And if you missed one, too bad. (laughs) Can't go back and watch it. Yeah, or you could, like, lurk at Hastings in in the manga section there, like a freak. That was it um honestly having an anime phase in middle school is like one of the most realistic things depicted on this show yeah and like i said i think simply giving toby an interest other than me want girl is great i do think it's unfortunate that it manifested in creating kendra who is an interesting character with no agency um, so yeah, Toby tries to get his hands on a drawing anime CD-ROM. His words, not mine. Um, and he finds out someone else has it. And you know, you can Kendra copy Mason. CD-ROMs, right? <laughs> I guess maybe it's proprietary software. So uh, yeah, probably. Sure. Um, yeah, Kendra Mason. Uh, she's Spinner's adopted sister and Toby's love interest for the foreseeable future. Um, she also likes anime and Ashihara, 
which is not a real a show. Fake, a fake show. Um, yeah. A fake anime. <laughs> and Toby is immediately a wooga love struck. Um, Kendra is also the first of several Asian characters that this show has no idea what to do with. <laughs> mm. Is she? So she's our first Asian character, period, right? Am I forgetting mm-hmm. anyone? Uh, I'm, well, no, no, you're not forgetting. Who's the next one? Zane? Is it that long? Oh, God. I forget. No, it's, no, it's not Zane. Okay. I believe they, Manny has said that. Oh, oh Manny's right. Filipina. Manny's Filipina. Okay. So right. we'll walk that well, back a little bit. We'll walk that back. Um, so, okay. So Kendra is the first of, I suppose, like an East Asia, you know, of sort of obviously East Asian descent. Um, who's just like the show that does no idea what to do with them. Yeah. Um, uh, I like her actress though. I like her. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking as I was watching this, and I think this is a very light spoiler. But as I've said, Spinner's on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. We very quickly learned that this character is Spinner's sister. And I was thinking, <laughs> why is Spinner on this show in fucking season nine and we don't ever see Kendra again? <laughs> we don't see Kendra ever again after season four. It's also yeah. spoilers. But, uh, she fully yeah, disappears. Kendra, Toby's is still not... there. Spinner's still there. No Kendra because they don't treat this character with respect. I mean, she's basically written out of the show like she does not exist after she gets a full her, terry after her tenure. <laughs> yeah well t- at least terry we just like well she moved away kendra <laughs> just is zapped off out of existence um kendra went uh, back to her home planet or what is it kendra <laughs> died on the way back to her home planet <laughs> poochie um, you remember poochie yeah i remember poochie i remember poochie <laughs> um so at lunch, uh, Jimmy and Hazel try to convince Paige to forgive Ashley, and Paige is skeptical, but she's willing to give her another chance. Um, this scene is also notable in that Hazel is eating like a giant slice of pizza, good for her, <laughs> yeah. and then Paige is eating like Del Monte cut pineapples or something. <laughs> she really? I missed I miss the food choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a little tiny can of like, <laughs> I assume fruit. I mean, I guess it could be like peas, but that would be kind of gross. What if it's like um, cat food? <laughs> She's like, ooh, fancy piece. I'm fancy. I want to have a piece. (laughs) Fish and chives. Mm. (laughs) Um, Chives are pretty fancy. I mean, (laughs) I mean, what could be a fancier piece? Um, So, in English class, Paige shows she's willing to let bygones be bygones, and offers a seat to Ashley, who happily accepts it. Meanwhile, Ashley and Sean also seem to be reconnecting after their sloppy hookup last year. And later that day, he even calls her asking her to go on a date. And Ashley this is, is a problem thrilled. I can relate to, Ashley. It's very hard for me to apologize to someone without also asking them on a date. So, <laughs> this is a pretty understandable problem. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Have... Can we have Get... sex in a couple days? Uh, <laughs> like... And we is also, that... <laughs> it was confirmed in this episode, you know, we've talked about how hooked up means different things at this time yeah but sean's words are ashley and i hooked up last summer mm-hmm. so it's like i guess they did fuck in that room no they didn't fuck they i think like, they did no i think sean's a no, bad boy I, no i mean i think uh, again like pff, mild spoilers but like we see like ashley like like there's a moment in the show where ashley loses her virginity and it's not okay. sean um well, there was some third or second base stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. There was some. Was there that. was some like second base going on. Um, I think it was just like heavy petting. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Okay, um, I buy it. Yeah. So Ashley's thrilled about getting to go on a sh- on a d- on a date with Sean, but um, Harry warns her about what Jimmy will think and that 
you know, maybe Ash should just keep a low profile while she's still trying to make amends. Um, and then in classic Ashley fashion, she responds by being condescending and shady to Terry. Okay. Ashley, in this scene, is having a manic episode, and there's nothing <laughs> you can tell me that will convince me otherwise. She is acting very weird. She's throwing her clothes around the room. <laughs> She's high on life. She makes a date with someone who she barely knows and will absolutely cause her life to fall apart if she makes this date. And like, this is the only behavior that's not weird is Terry's there and she's just ignoring the person she's supposed to be being a a host for. Terry's like entertaining herself. Terry's reading a magazine while Ashley unravels and runs around the room. (laughs) Yeah, This was a wild scene. Everyone go back and watch this scene. Ashley displays, like, about five seconds of humility, and then she immediately goes back to being, you know, an insensitive jerk to everyone around her. funny. It's wild. It's actually, it's almost a brave writing choice to have this episode of her, like, building up a redemption arc, and then ten minutes later. Yeah, pulling the rug out from under her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it's good. Um, But, uh, yeah, all that counseling didn't seem to, didn't, didn't seem to stick for her. Well, the counselor was like, I want you to go to uh, apologize to everyone who you were uh, mean to and then also ask them on a date. <laughs> so maybe it's just a bad counselor. Yeah, you know? maybe so. Um, so the next day, in a petty act of vengeance against Ashley being rude, Terry tells Paige about Ashley's date with Sean. And Terry then Paige, cannot keep a fucking secret. I know. I'm like, why do you trust this girl with anything? Um but uh, whatever I, I mean ashley sucks so yeah i, I, I mean i'm fine with it but <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's fine for terry just to don't tell return. anything to terry because Paige will be like hey terry what what dirt do you have on everyone today mm-hmm. and terry will just spill mm-hmm. yeah and then Paige, of course immediately tells jimmy about ashley's date with sean which jimmy, honestly i would do oh <laughs> uh, jimmy is not jimmy is not thrilled by that um but uh, so meanwhile, in our subplot, uh, Spinner confronts Toby about Kendra, and then he reveals that Kendra is his adopted sister, and then he threatens to beat Toby's I, ass if he goes near Kendra. This scene was so gross when they were peeing. Because <laughs> they're peeing? I hate watching characters pee. You're not watching them pee. We are. We're watching the, We're not seeing. You like see. You don't like see we're the not stream. See, <laughs> we're not seeing urine, <laughs> and we're not seeing private parts or anything. Where we're watching characters pantomime taking out their oh, junk, like like, and... like like just like the I I just hate the like the communal act of like men talking to yeah, each other while that's the, the grossest part. And then on top yeah. of that, I'm just imagining the smells. Toby probably drinks a lot of Mountain Dew. <laughs> that's a really gross smelling pee. I think Spinner probably drinks a lot of Mountain Dew. Too. They both have um... rancid piss, and I don't think Spinner flushes. <laughs> it's orange. It's orange piss. Um... And also, to- Toby's in there like fixing his hair. And then Spinner starts peeing, and I'm like, okay, well, Toby will leave now, but he hasn't even started peeing yet. He starts peeing after Spinner, who well, got there after him. Well, clearly the peeing is just an excuse to confront Toby. So right? gross. I hate this. I, I hate, I hate, like, male etiquette in bathrooms, or, like, I also the think, ceremony of it. I also can't ignore the sort of, like, masculinity, like, quote-unquote dick-measuring competition that's happening here, and I feel like the writer was like, Ooh, I'll set it in the bathroom and they're peeing and it's like men like in their private space like doing male things and I'm like, oh, this is all I don't like any of this. <laughs> well, well, I'm all talking about a, a you know a girl. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I also just think like Spinner's behavior is like very like paternalistic and shitty. But I don't know. I mean, again, classic classic Spinner. So what? Are, what are it's you gonna also do? 
does he say she's a she's in grade seven or she's a seventh grader? So stay away. Grade seven, yeah. How old is yeah. Toby at this point? Grade eight. He's in a grade yeah, eight. What, mm. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Cradle <laughs> robbing. Yeah. <laughs> that's grooming. <laughs> that's a, yeah. <laughs> Dating someone guess, a year younger than you? That's grooming. Yeah, that's, that's grooming. grooming. But I guess um, when you were when you're young when you're that age, it does feel like a huge difference to date a yeah. seventh grader. I don't know. Not if you're an eighth grader, right? I don't know. Is that a huge difference? I think I, it I think it would have been at my school. Like I definitely happened. Like an eighth grade boy for sure dated a seventh grade girl. But I remember I'm, sort of hmm. feeling like the grade like when we became eighth graders, those were the seventh graders were babies to us. And be to be seen associated <laughs> with them was like making yourself a baby. Well, I mean, I feel like middle school is also kind of a weird time because it's like obviously like everyone's on their own like journey to yeah, you know, yeah. like physical, physical change. Um, and so it's like people are just growing and changing at different rates. So it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes it seems like, you know, you can have an eighth grader who seems very, you know, prepubescent and then a seventh grader who's, you know, you know, gone through puberty. So, it's you know, there's always a weird sort of discrepancy there. Um, yeah. But uh, then Kendra asks Toby to have lunch with her. And Toby, who is head over heels, agrees, but looming in the background is Spinner, and so Toby runs off with his tail between his legs, because he doesn't want to get his ass beat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this plot. This plot. It, it, it exists. It's, it's still fine. Toby. I mean, it's still not interesting, but at least there's, like, some writing that happened. <laughs> yeah, things, things are happening. Um, so later that day, Jimmy confronts Sean over Ashley which um, ends with him slamming Sean into a locker. And it's like again. season one all over again. Um, and I can like, okay, I can understand Jimmy being upset and feeling like led on by Ashley. Like, you know, because she does their conversation earlier that day um, or the day before. I can't remember the timeline. Uh, she does like sensuously touch his shoulder and it seems like she's like sort of like, oh, I think like we can like, you know, reconnect and respark our relationship. Um, but then he burns any shred of goodwill I'd have towards him when he calls Ashley a slut in front yeah. of an entire classroom. And it was like a hit. I like I flinched. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I know. No, it's like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the most Drake behavior. <laughs> So yeah. you know what? That's he. He sold that line. He's been waiting to say that line. Um, yeah, let's not slut shame. Um, even though Ashley is being pretty horrid. Ashley's being a fool, but yeah, the slut shaming is not good. Yeah, um, and to be fair, she's clearly having a manic episode. So let's just get her some medication. <laughs> well, and she does say she says, "I'm not dating Jimmy." Um, it's true, and she and makes she's that not. clear. But, um, you know, I, again, she gives him mixed signals. And for the mixed signals, I can understand him being upset. But that's no excuse for slut shaming. Um, and then Ashley is further humiliated when Paige keeps her from sitting with them at lunch. And then Paige gives Terry an ultimatum. Whether she'll choose to spend the rest of high school with Paige and her clique or with Ashley. Did you and notice this? Terry's... <laughs> Paige says you can either spend it with the four of us or you can spend it with the one of her. That's what she says. Mm -hmm. But she she just motions over towards Hazel. There's not four people there. Are they were just off camera? People at the, were there not other people at the table? I guess there might be nameless extras, but it's just very yeah. funny that it's like, you know, the popular group of four girls. Me, Hazel. <laughs> and uh, these other two. And the rest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you could also, I guess, interpret it as... um like 
those two and then also Jimmy and Spinner because they all like hang out together. But I like I think she was clearly saying like me, Hazel, and these these two. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that is that's a good catch. Uh, yeah. Well, I just thought it was weird. <laughs> needless to say, Terry's choice is pretty obvious at this point. Um, so back wrapping up our subplot. Toby's been avoiding Kendra for fear of incurring Spinner's wrath, who's just been, like, stalking him like Michael Myers in the background through, like, a fogged window. <laughs> <laughs> and so she finally confronts him over it, and she calls him out on his cowardice. Mm-hmm. So, I guess... There's that. <laughs> so, Toby literally thinks, if I hang out with this girl, her brother will, what, like, punch me a bunch? Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, I, he can't get away with that. Like, it seems like his sister would say, "Hey, don't do that." Right. It seems like the probably the parents would get involved. Yeah, it and seems say, like a lot Kendra's of people allowed would... to hang out with people at school. Yeah, so, I mean, so, really, these are just empty threats. So I don't know why Toby's taking them so seriously. And also, turns out, how do you beat Spinner? Just say nope. <laughs> yeah. So the Toby just say it twice. Plus. Just clarify. It. Yes, I did say no, and he'll be like, yeah. "Okay, bye." Yeah, so it concludes with him just, like, finally facing his fears and confronting Spinner, who I guess just, like, respects his moxie. And so he's like, okay, I give you my blessing. And then he and Kendra begin their pseudo-romance. Yes, and as I said... Which is nice. This last moment with Kendra, where she reveals her, like, more Spinner-esque side and, like, threatens Mm -hmm. to, like, to punch Toby or whatever. That's great. And, you know, she delivers it perfect. Yeah, I love this character. I wish we got to know her as well as we get to know the other characters on this show because she's she's really not developed at all. No, she's given she's shortchanged a lot, but um, you know she she has this moment, and, and there's moment clearly an opportunity good. for a unique story to be told there. Like she's an adoptive person. Like let's meet Spinner's parents. Let's see what that home life is like. Does she feel? isolated because she's not related by blood does she want to know who her birth parents are like i want to know all these things yeah and also being you know uh you know an asian uh character or an asian person adopted by a white family it's like you know there's like a lot of actually kind of like juicy territory to explore there with identity and stuff and like they're just like no no you're toby's love interest well maybe if there was maybe if there was one non-white writer in this world i I keep accusing I keep accusing the writing staff of being, like, the oldest, whitest, like, Crypt Keeper men. For all I know, it's a very diverse group. I mean, this I was no a woman. I, I think a woman wrote both okay, these episodes. Great. So, at okay. least they got that. Is she they, old and they... white? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, we um, don't know. <laughs> um, so, wrapping up this episode, um, Ashley turns down Sean's date, and so, so ends that ship before it even got sailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, the episode concludes with Ashley one- waiting in line to get her school photo taken. This is a great scene. Sees- yeah, and then she sees Terry, and she's like, oh, hey, come over with me in line. And then Terry, just without a word, just chooses to be with Paige over her. And so, um, then Ashley gets her photo taken with a single somber tear yeah. running down her cheek. Do you think they put some visine on her, on her, like, corner to make that happen? Yeah, probably. I can't cry on command. I mean, she, that shit's hard. I, maybe, maybe, maybe she can. I don't know. I don't want to belittle the talent of <laughs> Melissa McIntyre. Um, I like how the photographer tries to, like, you'd be prettier if you'd smile her. 
Which the, is, uh, oh, that's fun. actually really I, funny. I didn't even think of that I aspect mean, of it. He doesn't mean it like that. He doesn't mean it in a catcalling way, but it is still just like funny. He's like, I guess it smile. is. I guess it is his job to tell children it that is, they yeah. are pretty and they should smile. But yeah, in this but, instance, it's very funny. In, in, in this in this political climate, you yes. know, you, you just you can't tell a child to smile. Um, that is very funny. Uh, I, I think of all these sort of mid-scene endings that Degrassi has become famous for, this is one of the more effective ones. I think mm-hmm. this is the gut punch they're going for with a lot of these like mid-scene cutaways for the credits yeah. because yeah. it's setting up a new status quo. We understand mm-hmm. that Ashley is totally on her own. We get just a glimpse of the emotional consequences of that, and then we go on to our next Degrassi adventure. So I think this was, I think this is what they're shooting for when they do these endings. Yeah. Well, in this episode, I like that. I mean, I don't think this episode is, you know, fantastic, but I think it's good. And I think it does what it needs to do, which is like tying up a lot of these mm-hmm. loose ends from the first season, you know, um, and sort of the fallout from that finale of the first season. This is the first time we're actually finally dealing with it. What and, I um, what I wrote down as I was watching this episode is this is a kind of boring filler episode that has to do a lot of like uh legwork expositionally. And in if this was a season one episode, it would be unwatchable. But because season two's writing and production is just quite a bit better, it's quite it's quite a fine watch. It it did not bother me. Oh, I don't think it's filler. I mean it's clearly, you know, like things of consequence happen. Filler's not the right word. I don't even like using the word filler in relation to fiction. Uh, I, I guess I mean more that there's not a big wow moment really in this episode. There's not a big meme-worthy breakout ep- uh, moment of the episode that there is in some of our favorites. And sometimes when an episode is lacking that big impact for from like one single moment, it kind of drags the whole episode down. Like it's Degrassi. It's about like big shocking moments and big reveals and. It's a pretty, we basically go from the status quo of Ashley is alone to the status quo of Ashley is definitely alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Ashley had like one ally in Terry and now by the end of the episode, she has no ally. Well, does she, does she have an Ellie? (laughs) She may not have an ally. She has an Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love their little meet cute when, when uh, she tries to like smooth things over with Sean and then she's like, mm -hmm. oh. And she closes yeah. her locker, and Ellie's just sitting there like, hmm, that didn't go very well. And it's like, okay. I know. <laughs> Ellie has Ellie makes the most of her, like, you know, few minutes of screen time. She's a great actor. I love yeah, Ellie. Yeah, she's very good at this. <laughs> um, so, uh, does this episode go there? No. No. No, it does not. But, uh, you know. Still uh, watchable. Yeah, still watchable. I enjoyed this episode. Well, I guess uh, we're in a very exciting era of Degrassi, but it's about mm-hmm. time to wrap up. So I think it's probably time we share with the class. Everybody, get your notes together. Let's uh, get up. Um, who wants learn. to go up first? Who wants to share with the class? Uh, so I learned uh, Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, doing a dive into his discography. Mm. Yeah. What did you learn next? I learned that Emma is not Spike. Emma is Cindy Lauper. <laughs> because I saw her and I was like, that's Spike, but nope. Cindy oh, Lauper. Cindy Lauper. I mean, the same person, truly, but. <laughs> Brent, you learned anything this week? 
I did. I learned a couple of things. The first being that Mad Dog and Billy are real. We got distracted yes! earlier. Yes. Oh my god. This is why we do we this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck they yes. Were, they were. Uh, they were a team on <laughs> Toronto radio for years. Oh at one my point, god. At one point, Billy got fired. What? And Mad Dog <gasps> did the show with someone else. But what? Then they reconnected, and they were Mad Dog and Billy again. <gasps> And Did they have to become Mad Dog and Billy like on a podcast? They had to like leave Terrestrial Radio. Great question. As of 20, 2015 was when Mad Dog got fired. Oh, uh, recent. From whatever. Yeah, kind of recent. So who oh. knows, dude? Because yeah, I couldn't find anything. I mean, I didn't look that hard, but I didn't find anything uh, recent. But they've got it. Mad Dog's got to have a podcast, right? Oh fuck yeah! Can we? I want to do maybe like in between seasons two and three. Let's just do an episode where we do some sillies. And I want to listen to an episode of Mad Dog and Billy. <laughs> I want to read my Miss Kwan fanfic. We'll we'll do oh, a God. reenactment of it. <laughs> we'll we'll do some goofs. We'll do a yeah. mid season goof episode. Well, you know what? Another thing we could do because I did learn something else. Yes, uh, I learned that. Um, I learned from a BuzzFeed quiz what percent Manny from Degrassi are you? That I'm seventy five percent Manny. Whoa! So, oh there's a surprise. There's a lot of Degrassi quizzes on BuzzFeed. We could so do that, a whole episode could be a of whole some Degrassi ep- quizzes. That, yeah. Well, that could be a great bonus content. Do you okay. want to see us uh, take which character, which Degrassi character uh, tests are you? Please write in. Yeah, yeah. Let and if you are Drake uh, and you have something to say about whether or not you're really moonwalking in that scene, please write. It's it. obviously him, guys. You're insane. That's the end of this week's uh, episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> say bye, everyone. Bye.